Yow. Ladies and fellas, women and men, gather round, gather round. The Torchy and Dreddy show is about to begin. It is I, your host with the most, the one and only. It's your boy Torch. What up, what up, what up, beautiful people? How y'all feeling today? How y'all feeling? Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, wherever you're listening. Today is one of them pods, yo. Today is one of them pods. Because, man, I've been waiting. I've been waiting. It's been, what, four, four, maybe five years, right? Something like that. The point is, I've been waiting. Patiently, I might add. Patience. You got to practice patience, baby. Because when it comes to greatness, I've learned you don't rage against it. You sit down, relax, and let that chicken bake. You got to let them juices juice, you feel me? Let that marinade marinate. Let them seasons penetrate them fibers. Get that skin full of flavor, moist and chewy on the inside, crispy with some bite on the outside. Now, now, if you can't cook, you might not never know nothing about that. But those who know, know. And those who don't, well, well you could taste it, can't you? Come on now. You could taste that. So, yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a minute, minute. I let that chicken bake slow and easy. Peep this, y'all. Peep this. I ain't even crack open the stove to take a peek. Come on, man. Come on, man. Ooh, Come on now. Ooh, I ain't even crack the stove or turn on the little light inside the stove that you use to see if you burnt the damn cornbread again. Look how I'm giving it up, y'all. Look how I'm giving it up. I'm being patient. I'm practicing patience. You see, because the nose knows, and I <laughs> sniff the situation out. <laughs> Are you dumb? Man, let me stop playing and get to it. Because keeping it a buck, that opening got me hungry as hell. I ain't, I ain't going to lie to you. Like, I could really go for some Popeyes right now. Nothing too crazy, nothing too crazy. Just a little two-piece spicy white meat, please. I know y'all prefer them thighs, and that's cool. That's cool. But I'm going to go and get the bigger piece of chicken. You feel me? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and get the bigger piece of chicken. Also, I prefer wings over legs. I don't know. Them them legs be looking a little too leggish, if you ask me. You know what I'm saying? You're like, oh, that's a leg there. Like, you know, with, with the wing, you don't, I mean, if you look real quick, you don't know what it is. But with the leg, it don't matter if you look quick or slow. It's like, dog, that's a leg. Look, that's the ankle right there. Like, so it, I don't know that that trip that always tripped me out. I, hopefully, I didn't pass on my curse to you just now. So uh, let's get straight to it, ladies and gentlemen, friends and people of the Torchy Andretti Show. Kendrick Lamar dropped his latest studio album, Mister Morale and the Big Steppers. So for the past two weeks, I've been listening to these eighteen tracks almost nonstop. Occasionally, I would splash in a little bit of Pusha T's is almost. Uh, dry album which is hard as hell by the way all that he talking about the same thing again coke 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 well yeah 
that's what we came here for. Like, <laughs> yo, that's what we came here for. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. You go to Pizza Hut because you like pizza. So you get pizza. You, you go to Popeye's because you like fried chicken. So you get fried chicken. You were supposed to go to Taco Bell because you like creative Mexican-inspired dishes. But some of y'all went and got the damn chicken wings. And, and I just don't know what's wrong with you. Who raised you and why? That's the real question. Why? And what do we have to do to bring you back? Matter of fact, never mind. We ain't going to bring you back. You stay over there. So during this time of uh, listening to the album, I completely ignored social media and group chat album discussions. We family, right? So let's tell the truth. I'm going to just keep it a buck. I don't like a lot of music opinions or the way music is consumed. Like to me, it's a complete turn off the entire like process about it. Now, not everybody does this, but the ones that are loud enough to hear like, why? A man took five years to give you his thoughts and you took 32 minutes, 16 seconds to post on the internet, the album trash, or it's a classic. Maybe everybody don't have the same appreciation or value for it. They might value something different. So during this time, I, uh, I completely ignored social media and group chat album discussions um, related to the album because when, with my process, you know, I don't like before I hear something or before I even form my own opinion, I don't like there being too many opinions in my head. I don't want to, um, I don't like to jeopardize the integrity of my own like music experience because for me, like I love music. So it's, I take it a little bit more serious than maybe a casual listener would. So to make sure that my experience is a good one, I just stepped away. Sometimes you got to know when to hold them. And sometimes you got to know when to fold them. And honestly, that might have been one of the better decisions I've made in a long while. It was a great decision to just mute everything and every word related to the album so I can have a true listening experience. I truly lost count of what number of listens I'm on at this point. I ain't gonna lie, I had to get into my, my music bag for this one. This might age me a bit, but I'm gonna go there, so put your kids to bed, man. Y'all remember when you used to find your headphones and then turn on your little CD player to listen to some music? Make sure you gotta have that anti-shock. Gotta have that anti-shock because you can't be out here trying to listen to music and then boom, your joint paws at the best part because you was walking too fast. <laughs> hey man, technology has come a long way. But remember laying in bed, just listening to a track over and over and over again? No interruptions, no excuses, no responsibilities, just taking in the vibes, taking in the feelings, losing yourself and making up lyrics that don't even make sense. But it's your interpretation. So as long as you don't say uh, she's five two, but I want you out loud in public, you should be good. <laughs> you know damn well that man ain't say five two. That don't even make no sense. That don't even make no sense. The only people who that might make sense to is people who five one and shorter. That's it. That's it. Come on now. She's fine too, 
but I want you. But anywho, <laughs> I made that kind of time for this album. There's a few artists that get that energy out of me when it comes to listening to hip hop. More recently, I'd say Cole's uh, Four Eyes Only, um, Lupe's Droga's Waves, Nipsey Hussle's Victory Lap, Royce the Five Nines, Book of Ryan. I'm sure there's some others too, but for me, that's like rare space. For me, for me, because I know that they're, they're going to be saying something. So I, I kind of process those albums just a little bit differently. Now, we might disagree there. Them albums may be dry as a sheetrock to you, but they mean a lot to me. Oh, I almost forgot. Another one is uh, Isaiah Rashad's Sun Tirade. When it comes to Dot, though, I'd say Good Kid, Mad City, and The Pimp of a Butterfly are two albums like that I can instantly think of as soon as I, I just think what albums make me sit down. Now that I think about it, I can't really remember how I came across K-Dot. But I do remember that it was up back in 2012 because I remember listening to Section 80 when that dropped and was like, this is amazing. I wonder what he'll sound like if he ever breaks out. Like, you you know, you're just interested in artists. Like, oh, this is pretty cool. Like, dang, I didn't expect this at all. And then Good Kid dropped. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay, so this is what you were on. Yeah, this was what you were getting ready to drop. This was the next level. I would have never in a million years seen this coming. That drop was special. Similar to when I was listening to Crenshaw Heavy and then Nip Drop, Victory Lap. And once that you heard that intro on track one, ooh-wee, sheesh. That thing felt like a spaceship was about to take off. You could just tell. The first, I remember the first time I, I listened to Victory Lap, I was driving to the gym at like five in the morning. The album had came out the night before then, but I, I ain't gonna hold y'all. I'm a sleepyhead, bro. I can't stay up like how y'all do. It ain't no way. Ain't no way. Not that long to listen to an album. At, nah, I'm gonna catch y'all boys in the morning. <laughs> soon as my speaker started knocking you could just tell like oh all right all right like i'm not trying to act like i have this phenomenal music ear but dog i know what i know and i knew what i heard that day now when tapema butterfly dropped that dropped at a, a very important time in my my own life so that album got like all my attention i remember me and my boy snoop just sitting in the living room playing that album back and Tally just sitting and just vibing, pausing songs, rewinding 50 lamb times. It took me either shamefully or admirably three years to fully break down that album. So I guess it's on brand that the Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers album would come less than a year away from another huge change in my life. A much different person who's looked in the mirror, who's grown and still growing. I could truly understand what I believe Kendrick was trying to do on this one. So, I know what y'all think. Is this man going to keep riding or is he going to give us the review, dog? <laughs> so, let me let you in on it. This is the review, kid. I don't really have the typical words to say like, oh, I love it. I needed this or it's amazing. I mean, sure, those things are true, but I feel like just saying that is selling it short. Because at times, I also hate it. I also empathize. I'm confused. I'm just experiencing it all, really. Because I think for the first time in a while, this has been an album that 
I didn't really make it about myself. And that's my own issue. That isn't docked against any artist for that matter. Prior to, I try to relate to the music, find a buy-in or something that makes me think of how I can fit in. How can I make this a part of my journey? Hell, the first full uninterrupted listen, it wasn't until the final track mirror where I snapped out of my own absorption and it took Dot yelling, I choose me. It was then that I said, wait, wait, let me listen to this again and just focus on hearing his story. Because he'd been gone for, what we say, about four or five years. Top of the game and you go into a cocoon, things are happening outside that you've always rapped about in your lyrics and you go into a cocoon for four, five years. Yeah, let me listen to this man and hear what he got to say. Let me let me run this back one more time because he gave it up. Bro, he gave it up. You can interpret it however you want, but I feel like he gave it up to you like only a homie could. We all have had or want a homie who we can all tell it to. That person that knows us better than whatever we put out there. We feel safe with them. Now, I know I'm not talking to the moon, right? Come on now. Come on now. That friend who knows how you truly feel and what role you really played. They also know you took that cookie off Miss Johnson's desk back in the third grade that day. Come on now. Why you took the cookie? Hmm? Hmm? They done seen your W's and your L's. You can lie to the game, but they know where the bodies lay. Because that's the homie. Hell, they helped shovel the dirt. <laughs> so for Doc to say, wait, wait, wait. I've been preaching this and preaching that. I got to let y'all know what I've been going through this whole time. And I personally was like, why? And I feel like he was saying, because you the homie. He felt like we the homie. Because only the homies give it up like this. Let me remind you, we don't know this man. <laughs> we don't know this man from a can of paint. All right. <laughs> And he's still like, yeah, yeah, that's true. But we still homies, though. We still homies. That's love. I, I remember it was one of the skits he had back on Section 80 where he even said, uh, share your truths, share your pain. And it was like a gathering or maybe it was some sort of a campfire. And he had different personalities just discussing what everybody was there to do. I feel like that's what this album was. Like, it was a part of that. Like, now it was his turn to tell the story. Overly dedicated, Section 80, and a, a quite a bit of, if not all of it, of Good Kid, Mad City, was K-Dot. Young, brash, truthful, honest, but hungry, super hungry. That was K-Dot telling that story. Then To Pimp a Butterfly and Untitled was King Kendrick. Hell, even on the opening of King Conte, he says, I got a bone to pick. I don't want you monkey mouth people sitting on my throne again. And then with the arrival of Dam, and to a lesser degree, the Black Panther soundtrack album, we had Kung Fu Kenny, who was at the time a master of his art very confident, very boisterous, complete control of his craft. 
where to pimp a butterfly seemed like very jarring and jumping around points and not necessarily having too, too much organization. Damn was the opposite of that. The same conversations, but in a much more expressive, uh, a much more impactful way. Because again, he was in full control of his tool set. He was definitely a confident artist at the time and at the top of his game. And by doing so, I would say he probably made his most expressive album up until that point. It was definitely the most uh, commercial, for sure. Even though the content was really heavy, the beats, the 808s, and then with the arrival of Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers comes another personality or character created to speak around the campfire for Kendrick Lamar in the form of Mr. Morale seeing things from a viewpoint that none of them could, which is he's seen all of their beginnings and endings and in his most confident version to be the final form of himself, or at least the most recent form of himself, he has to be honest with himself. So one time for love and two times for honesty. Or at least that's just how I'm seeing it. I mean, my, my opinion ain't law or nothing. Who am I to make a take on what it is or what it ain't? That's why I choose to isolate myself when I want to listen to certain albums so I can form everything I need for myself. Now, if that's your thing, by all means, do you. And honestly, I'm just glad that I was able to catch myself after at the first time, not really paying attention because I was thinking about my own self and how it pertained to me. But instead, the second time, say, you know what, let me hear him out. Let me hear him and see what he's been through. Because everybody ain't doing this. Everybody ain't doing this. This album is just like my boy Ed said. It's just a smoke session that turned into a therapy session, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much, that's my take on it. Now, in regards to the actual music, ooh-wee. Y'all don't hear that instrumentation? It's a lot of thems. But it's only one him. It's only one him. And he ain't playing. Hey. Hey, y'all better get in the house. Get in the house. The boogeyman outside. Boogeyman gonna get you. Boogeyman gonna get you. Soon as I heard that Marvin sampled on the hard part five, it was barbecue chicken. As I get a little older. It was barbecue chicken. Hey, yo, that felt like a bad signal. All the criminals done broke out the asylum, running around Gotham terrorizing. And just when you was about to lose fate, you heard that robot voice. Look at what I've done for you. <laughs> Man. The visuals for the track were dope too. I hadn't been crazy about the deep fact tech because I feel like we really playing a dangerous game with technology. You know, I, I always err on the side of caution when it comes to just like artificial intelligence. You know what I'm saying? I, I, it, I don't know, man. Like on one side, I'm like, man, we got to stop putting so much faith in AI and big brother tech. We giving them everything without a protest. 4G, 5G, OG, triple OG. But then on the other side, it's like, bro, how many times you been eating barbecue or something messy? And you couldn't use your fingers, but your face can unlock the phone. 
How many times you wanted to buy something but couldn't remember where it was and then it popped up on IG? Come on now. Come on now. You feel me? You feel me? What I'm saying is, I don't know, dog. <laughs> I don't know. Listen, man, don't don't trust my opinion. I used to watch wrestling, okay? I used to watch wrestling, so don't, don't trust nothing I'm saying. Because I still want to tussle, you feel me? I'm trying to separate the man from the business because I really would like to get the Tesla, but Elon is acting like an idiot. But don't judge me. Don't judge me. Not when you're still listening to R. Kelly. Hopefully somebody eventually get Elon out the paint and then, hey, (laughs) it's your boy. But for real, for real, that third verse, man. That verse, that verse sold it. It felt like Nip. It sounded like Nip. The enunciations, the pauses, the breath patterns, the pockets. I I ain't hear a great impression like this since Game. And I consider the Game to be one of the chameleons of hip-hop. That boy can snatch any and every flow. It's crazy. I, I wish he wasn't so dang problematic or... You know, because <laughs> he don't get nearly enough credit. It's like a crazy ability. And that was just a single. The Heart Part 5 was just a single. It, it's not a part of the album. Now, is it my best from the Heart series? I'm not sure, but it probably is number two if it's not one. But they also dropped at different times, so it had much different impact as a single. But it was special indeed. So when it comes to the album, off the top, United in Greece was also special. It was a solid opening. He did not waste time. He got straight into his bag. The bar that really caught me, though, was a bit more personal. And it exposed how he had been handling the grief that came with the death of his friend Chad. The bar went, uh, Chad left his body after we FaceTime. Green Eye said, you be okay. First two sex the pain away. I grieve different. It's just showing people, it's just a telling of how two people who are in pain can just come together and take from each other. Although sex is a very strong connector, because we always talk about how it is, we talk very little about how much of a drainer and a crutch it can also be. There was nothing between them, not even enough to remember her name. Thus him calling her Green Eyes. Now, he might have known the the actual name of the woman, but I'm saying the point is that in the grand scheme of things, the only thing that he could remember about her was that her eyes were green. We all used to have those nicknames that we would save in our phones of people who would call us off one trait that remembered. Don't don't be acting like that. I know, ladies, y'all had to... One of these brothers out here named Free Meal. I know it. I know it. Free Meal. Probably had another few named Don't Answer Ever. <laughs> Yo, why are we like this? Why are we like this? Now, I don't want to leap too far, but if I can jump for a minute, I'd say a lot of people had connections with partners simply because the sex is top tier. It's a known toxic fact that the toxic relationships be having some of the best sessions. 
at least until you find your person or you find yourself and you realize, ah, it's just the endorphins tricking me. Got it. Got it. For the next track, N95, it gave me some of the best of what I love about K-Dot. A thunderous high-energy track with bars that slice sharp as a Ginsu knife. The high-paced, repeated lyrical barrage took time to also uh, talk about and expose what family stress and worry he had been carrying all this time. By the way, don't worry. I am not about to every track, y'all. But I do have some that we gotta we gotta talk about. We gotta get into, like Die Hard. That's another one. That's just a bop. That's just a bop, like a bona fide bop. But it wouldn't be Dot if he didn't drop some realness with it. I pop the pain away. I slide the pain away. It don't sound like how I said it, but when you hear it, you realize: Am I really dancing to this? Essentially saying, I take medication to deal with my pain. I have sex to deal with my pain. Them kicks on that track were special too. Makes you want to get up and just dance, drop to top on the vert and enjoy that summer breeze. Especially since them boys taxing outside for that gas. Please turn the AC off. It's burning straight through it. Gas out here in Texas is already over $5, bro. That don't make no sense. That don't make no sense. I seen the Sierra video where they were twerking at the gas station. And dog, them prices in the back was like $7. Who are you giving $7 a gallon to? Show me the person and I'm going to show you a scam. On Die Hard Blast, which, man, Blast and Black, they got to get their names right. Like, I know y'all trying to get be, you know, creative, but dog, like, how would I know BLXST is Blast? Like, I just happened to take a guess and then looked it up and was right. But Black? Bro, you about to be turning to slack <laughs> or six lack. I don't like dog. That's a six, bro. That's not a B. That's not a creative B. That's a six. Stop playing with my emotions. I done told y'all. But Blast, man, he brought the proper energy to this. And so did Amanda Reefer, who I won't lie. I have never heard this woman before in my life. I have never heard her before this album. I still don't know who she is. But she did what was needed to be done. <laughs> this track, to me, gives the same energy I got from uh, Don't Kill My Vibe or Loyalty with Re. It's just that summer joint that has a message within it. Them Afro drummy or airy beats, man, man them things be slapping. You got to be an angry, angry soul to not at least tap your big toe to this one. Now, I admit that that message, it may get lost if you can't get past the beat. Because the beat do be slapping, so I can understand that. I can't knock you for that. On Father Time, Kendrick addressed a lot of daddy issues. It was literal, it was honest, and it was to the point. He didn't show him in a negative light, but he didn't show him in a positive either. He showed him in the truth. I don't think he said anything so profound that someone on Twitter didn't already make a thread about already. But I think he did a really good job at just sharing his story. And I'll just say, fellas who, you know, who haven't had their fathers in your lives, I mean, if, if, if it truly is bothering you, it's triggering you, man, seek therapy for real. Because we 30 plus now. If you're going through those types of daddy issues or mom issues, seek therapy. For real, for real. This is to the, the fellas and the ladies. Seek therapy. Because if not now, then when? 
hell, considering the way the world going now, it's almost more shocking you ain't talking to somebody in general. Help yourself. Help yourself. By the way, it's important to note that uh, Kodak Black floated through the whole project. That boy was on one. <laughs> man, he, I wish he could stay on the path because Kodak is clearly talented and can do some special things, but he keep getting in his own way, bro. He makes it so hard to like be loud and in, in, in support of him. But in terms of this album, he gave us the good Kodak that we all tune in for, but all throughout the album, especially the rich interlude. Now that I've heard it so many times, I really couldn't imagine it without him on it. When he said, what you doing with Kendrick? What you doing to Legend? I was like, exactly, bro. The hell going on? <laughs> the hell you doing here? <laughs> Got he. <laughs> like, I, when I'm talking about a move I didn't see coming, never, never. Ain't no way, boy. Ain't no way. Rich Spirit, and I'm not sure if I'm right, but somebody let me know. Are those 808s? Because I'm getting that vibe. That song keeps me in a trance and it's real melodic and smooth. It's almost like it's meant for you to just play that one kind of over and over and over again. It feels, at least it, it, when I rewound it, it, I never broke the focus that I was in. I never broke the vibe. So that's what I could take away from there. Now, We Cry Together, man, I'm flying through this thing, right? See, I told y'all, I'm, I'm not trying to be here this long, breaking down this whole thing. It's 18 tracks. Is you crazy? You crazy? I'm breaking down a, a, quite a bit of them, but we ain't about to do 18. But We Cry Together, man, what a toxic-ass display of the ugliest levels of relationship arguments. Some have been there before, and some haven't. It's really that simple. If you haven't experienced this before, you probably have a completely different experience listening to this than somebody who had and is super triggering. That's the one track on this album that I would say, make sure you're in a, uh, a good mental state before you listen to. Because it's pretty, it's pretty sharp. Both sides had points like mom's giving your girl the car only to throw it in her face. Your mama wildin'. Mama Wallen, or your lady attacking your ego with the manhood shots. Like, that ain't cool. Come on now. Come on now. People can't, people can't help what they born with. You know what I'm saying? You can't help that. Who wouldn't want something better if they felt like they had something that wasn't good? You know what I'm saying? Like, come on now. But yo, nothing was more funny. <laughs> nothing was more funny and toxic, but nothing was more funny than when he took them damn keys. <laughs> yo, I got to ask, man. Hey, yo, fellas. How many of y'all took the keys? <laughs> how many of y'all ever took the keys, dog? It's a safe space, dog. Come on, man. Give it up. Give it up. Give it up. Give it up. Tell the truth. Shane the devil. It's a safe space. How petty was your petty? Who out here taking gifts back? Hiding shit taking her keys so she can't go to work <laughs> what's wrong with you man i hope i hope hey man i hope you still ain't doing that i hope you still ain't on that that's when i feel like that father influence is supposed to come in so <laughs> hey man like 
if your dad ain't there, ask your granddad, man. Somebody there's got to be a male father, ask the teacher, your your youth, your church youth leader, or somebody, your coach, your PE coach. Yeah, ask him, man. Anybody can tell you that ain't the vibe. That ain't the vibe. And if you still doing this, if you <laughs> if you still hiding the keys in arguments or taking back gifts, being petty like that. Let this be your it's time moment. It's time, big dog. It's time. It's time to be better because that's childish. That's childish, bro. These gas prices are too high and it's too hot outside to not have AC. Sis need them coins. Give her them damn car keys. Give her them damn car keys back, Carl. <laughs> It's not, it's not going to end the way you think it is. It's not going to end the way you think it is, bro. Also, in the, in the sake of being petty, he got her ass <laughs> decent a few times. <laughs> Yo, I know I was supposed to take this song very seriously because it is a serious song, but in the heat of the battle, you see the true petty in somebody. Somebody taking your keys and saying, aha, now you mad. <laughs> Bro, that's that. I don't know. Maybe it is what it is. But like I was saying, he got her ass a few decent times. When he said that line about her cycle, sheesh, that one stung. I know he slept on the couch for that. Had to. Ain't no way. Because that's a no, no. Something she can say, only she can say. I mean, you can too, but is it worth it? Was it worth it, King? Matter of fact, who fell for that one before? Hmm. Raise your hand so we can see him. But the other, the other petty moment was the real jab she ain't even see. Cause you know that's the one that knock you out is the jab you don't see. When he said, "Let's talk the truth," women in general just can't get along. She says, "Explain." Hmm. When Tasha got a man, you didn't pick up the phone. She said, "Explain." Uh. When Nate got a job, you said you staying home. She said, explain. Oh, why R&B women don't feature on each other's songs? Now, he lost me on the R&B tip because the ladies have collectively, together and in solo efforts, been stomping the fellas out in R&B for like eight, nine years now. It ain't even close. I mean, we got some bangers from the fella side, but we got way more top tier, god tier R&B from the ladies. But them other two points, boy, <laughs> was that gospel. Boy, hey. And the fact that she didn't understand, man, I felt that. I ain't going to lie, y'all. I felt that. I felt that for him. I've been there. I've been where he was at when he tried to make that point. It just didn't come the right way. What he was trying to say was to point a finger at how she isn't the friend she thinks she is. Now, this has nothing to do with the real argument at hand the entire time. That's why at the end of the song, they say, stop tap dancing around the issue. All they did was nitpick at each other and never address the real reason why they were upset with each other in the begin with. But as it pertains to his petty moment, what he's saying is watch out for them friends that disappear when you get a man, sis. She was the friend who disappeared when her, her friend got a man. Your friends need to have that same energy you be having for them 
when they get back with their ex for the ninth time. If not, y'all might be doing this friendship thing a little too wrong. And you got to show up for people. He was saying she don't show up for people. Friendship shouldn't include a clause that people have to support your dreams or your projects. Your friends aren't obligated to spend coins or time on things they don't care about. However, what makes friends friends is that they do it anyways. If you don't support, that's cool. We still friends. But if you do support, know that it is overly appreciated. And those people should be cherished just a bit more, just a smidgen more. And at the minimum, you can return the favor and show them love on their own joints. We talk about we talk about the value and importance of networking so much nowadays. But we often overlook the networks that we've worked the hardest and the longest to build up. Man, it was a lot packed in this song. And if you with somebody or you're in a relationship, I would hope that, you know, you both work towards being positive with each other and never let arguments get this far. Because this ain't love. This is anger, resentment, pain, confusion, anxiety, insecurities. If someone is triggering you this much and takes you to this dark place, whether you're the man or the woman, as soon as you can, Book a spirit flight right out of that relationship. Protect your peace, your mind, and your heart. Because it's going to hurt you in the long run, enduring for longevity's sake. Just because you had time in, trust me. And if you're the cause, be real with yourself. I love how you held nothing back in this. It felt raw, honest, and I'm sure for many too familiar. I also felt like this track, along with a few others, highlighted mm, a strong sense of, man, I can't play this shit out in public. (laughs) I sort of hate that because it's so good and I want people to like it, but it's really not commercial. I mean, I know they're getting it off on the Sirius XM radio, but that's because they play everything. But radio, radio, local radio, I don't see this one, dog. I don't see this one flying. That's too much bleeping. Could you imagine pulling up to the kickback banging this? That's a wild energy to carry all the time. All the time. Ladies, fellas, be wary of the person you with if they listen to that song repeatedly. <laughs> yeah, they are going through battles or missions or, boy, something is coming. <laughs> I, I, I kid, I kid, I kid. Sort of. Now, Count Me Out is the track of the album for me. I don't know what to tell you, but it's one of them ones, yo. It's one of them ones. Easy on the ears, uplifting vibes, bars. He was he was in his bag on this one and still made it ridiculously easy to process. Every artist needs that one track where you got to remind people, hey, stop playing with my top. I just told y'all last week when Mike dropped I'm Bad, the single from the Bad album, as the number one track, he was trying to tell you something. Stop playing with my top. Stop playing with my top. I thought it was a nice touch to have Eckhart Tolle as the therapist voice on the album. That was sampled from a 2020 sit down Kendrick had with Eckhart in regards to PG Lang's visual announcements. 
the thing I love about Count Me Out is that even though there's all this bravado talk, again, it's the consistency that there's always a message that no matter how long I get in this, I'll never quit because I can't. The same things or reasons that break me down or why I fear that I don't want to look in the eye of, those are the reasons why I must, why I must push forward. It's like a double-edged sword. That same tenacity that you use to get out of a bad situation, say your upbringing, or things that cause you pain, can easily become the things that cripple you. And if you use them for too long, it's almost worse to remove them as you form your identity around these things. I don't know, maybe I'm reaching, but it's in there. <laughs> it's in there, all right? Check two sections specifically to see what I mean. I care too much, want to share too much, in my head too much. I shut down too, I ain't there too much. I'm a complex soul, they layered me up, then broke me down, and morality's dust. I lack in trust. He's giving you the broken version of him. The, it's not working. But then he speaks about pushing through that, not letting it define him. This time around, I trust myself. Please everybody else but myself. All else fails, I was myself. Outdone fear, outdone myself. This year, you better won yourself. This is all just a conversation, man. A conversation with self and a few moments you may relate. Who hasn't been hard on themselves? Too unforgiving to themselves, too impatient. If I didn't learn to love myself, forgive myself a hundred times, dog. He giving it to you raw. He telling you straight up how it is. Who ain't been there before? Who ain't been up late at night, stressed, exasperated, exhausted? Can't call your moms, your pops. It's too late to call or text a friend because they got lives too. The partner you sexing to relieve stress ain't relieving the stress anymore. He talks about it. 3.30 in the morning, scrolling through the call log. Ain't nobody but the mirror looking for the fall off. Come on, man. Come on, man. He telling you, I've been there. I've been up late wondering. And the only person that I could call to was the person in the mirror. And I'm so messed up in my own space. I was looking to fail, but I got to change that. If I'm able to, if I'm going to make it out of this situation, I have to change that. I have to change my whole mindset. I have to believe in myself because in the end of the day, it's just me. And man, that second verse, it was just a conversation. A conversation between himself where you just heard him battling his addictions, his demons, telling himself in the mirror he's better than what he's doing. He's trying to be the person he wants to be, but everybody has weak moments and it's starting to break him down. His is really starting to break him down or at least during that time. But the fact that he's not blaming the devil or any external motive and instead looking to self is the whole point of Count Me Out because he's never down for good. He's forever a fighter. Whether it's for survival skills or defensive tactics, you must leave the wrath behind. Leave the desperation and insecurity behind. The very things that saved you from getting hurt and harmed before is now in position to jeopardize everything you have now. Whether it's for your survival skills or defensive tactics, you gotta leave that wrath behind, man. Leave the desperation and the insecurities behind. Because the very things that saved you from getting hurt and harmed before is now in position to jeopardize everything 
you have now. Oftentimes when you're going through it, you you don't know you don't know that. So you use what you have to get through this moment. But using that fear and pain too often and too regularly as a guide on how you should carry yourself can it can absolutely consume you if you do not let it go. These are simply old ways of thinking that we've outgrown because everything has a time limit. I think I could say whether little or small, we've all had that moment. We've all had that down moment where we just didn't know what was next. What was next is the breakthrough. That's why his wife Whitney said at the top of the track, the breakthrough. Like it all ties together, man. It's it, he would count me out. I thought I feel like it's really cool when people express themselves. You don't get that vulnerability and that transparency a lot in this world. So when you do get it, I think it's important to take a moment and just take it in, you know? And I also enjoy music. So this is easy for me to just sit on down and listen to this and look for things and look for moments. And I could be completely wrong, but that's the whole point of all of this. His, his job is to express himself and it's my job to experience it. But that's that on Count Me Out. I didn't mean to sit on this track so long, but it's just so much packed in behind these airy drums. Like, I can't speak for everyone on this one, but as a man, I feel this may be one of our cardinal sins when facing issues. We often operate in terms of just put your head down and grind. You know what I'm saying? Like, get focused, bro. Get something to keep your mind busy and push through. Who cares if you're struggling with all these battles? There's a bag to chase. But putting shit to the side and not facing it is just self-sabotage. It's already hard as hell living in this world. It's hard just being alive and living. The cars are stacked against you at birth. But now, it's the world and all its cards and your own self-sabotage versus you. You can barely beat yourself. Now the world coming in the match like a dirty special guest referee. It's going to get nasty. It's going to get nasty before it get good. Next up is the track Crown. Remember in Tepimba Butterfly, he opened it up being the king, angry, coming back home to his castle, sitting on his throne. He wanted to take the game back. Now he's literally living through the expression, heavy is the head that wears the crown. He speaks about what it's like to be the lead man, what it's like to be the leader, the the go-to, the number one to everybody else, simultaneously to your own world crashing around you. You walk around like everything is in control. That was his first line. But favors come with favors and you can't say no. That's the first bar. Then he goes on to say, but the time it'll come to not be there when somebody needs you. You say no, and all you've done gives them amnesia. Man, that's the one for me. When others get upset with you, they often forget what you've done and over-exaggerate what you didn't do. But it's important to remember what he would eventually say on Crown, which is, I can't please everybody. No, I can't please everybody. Please, everybody. 
You can't please everybody. You can't please everybody. Sometimes love blinds you to this, but you have to handle your own things first. How you giving mental and emotional support and you don't have a pot to piss in or one to throw it out of in your own wrecked mental state? Full disclosure, I still think I can give some solid advice, even if said solid advice I'm not actually following. But hey, don't be like me. Be better than me. Better than me. I'm giving you the game because they ain't never give it to me. And if you ain't sure you can do this, then please work on yourself first. You can't love nobody if you don't even love yourself. Crown was just an understanding of the role he was playing that at his life and looking over all the favors, all the time that he lent out, all the energy that he gave out to the world, to the people, friends, family, whatever. And the times that it didn't come back. Some of that is, it comes with the title. It comes with the title of being the king. There's always discontent in the ranks because everybody else wants to be the king. The way that he laid the track down, though, man, it was a brooding one. It was a brooding and eerie track. You felt the desperation. You felt the anxiety and the uneasiness. Now, Auntie Diaries, that was unexpected. I'm not going to lie. That was unexpected. It was also a pretty relatable track. In my own family, I've been on the outside looking into how people treated any of the family that had different beliefs. However, I hadn't heard too many rappers that I listened to tackle the issue of homosexuality in the black family and church. Now, his take wasn't anything to write a dissertation about, but it was important as it came from the pers his perspective as a child and his reflections as an adult. He covered it from both the male and female standpoint and how his family in specific struggled with both situations and how um, it altered his own thinking on love and acceptance, which is big because that's the making of who he is. It was special to see how that whole situation played out. That said, because y'all know I'm a fool, y'all know I'm coming with the foolishness, but I truly do mean this. It is going, it's funny, but I, I do mean this. Marianne, I beg your pardon. <laughs> I beg your pardon. I beg your pardon. I don't care what Marianne talking about. A white woman cannot say around me, fam. <laughs> what? And on stage in front of people? Hell no. Till the no, no, no. Hell till the no. Fun fact, I was at that show when that fan came on stage and said his lyrics with him with the N-word. Dog. That's such a wild situation to be in as an entertainer, not on camera, in front of thousands, away from the possibility of becoming a viral moment. I just know that would have went very differently than the chuckle he gave and the pat on the back and encouragement to be a better person. 
if he wasn't on stage. <laughs> that was grace. That was grace. Because in any situation, that's a we we having a conversation at minimum. We having a conversation. This is stop it all that. Like, but these people pay for their tickets. You know they got their phone cameras. You can't say what you really wanted to say. I don't just understand. I overstand the predicament K Dot was in. Hell, I'm sure black people all across the nation, all across the universe, the metaverse, the multiverse, the third verse in contagious. I'm sure we all understand that moment. But then after he was kind and said, try again with the lyrics, but just don't say that part, you know, out of respect, she doubled down and then said, oops, I'm so sorry after saying it again. Oh, man. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> hey, man. He had to just tell, tell Shorty to, to, to have a seat. Just to have a seat. He, I think that might have been one of the last times he did that. But that tells me you either done it so many times, the lyrics are burned into your memory, or you bold. You bold and playing crazy. Even with the crowd booing after the first time, you still kept going. Hey man, hey man, where's the Sandman when you need him, huh? Where's the Sandman? We got to get this one up out of here. But that's enough about the album for today. The remaining songs touched on a lot of the points I already spoke about in some way on, and it was just a little bit more detail. If you haven't had the opportunity to check it out, I would strongly suggest you do so you can form your own opinion and experience it for yourself. You may come away with something completely different than me, something completely different. This may be the worst album you've ever heard in your life. It's all subjective to your own locus. My only suggestion is that you should probably listen to this one all the way through. I don't really think you get the most out of jumping around this album. I, I tried it a few listens. It, it don't really hit the same. It feels like you're listening to different things at different times. The theme of this album rolls perfectly from song to song. I know with Damn, they dropped the collector's edition in reverse. And that was fun because we, you know, at the end he had the song in reverse, uh, Duckworth. And then, you know, in the beginning of the album, it was in all reverse on the first intro track. So that kind of like play, like, which side do you listen to? Are you supposed to listen from top to the bottom or are you from listen from the beginning of who Duckworth was and then everything that he became after that? You know, that was cool, I guess. But this ain't that. This ain't that. That made sense. I listened to Mr. Morale in reverse and it ended up being depressing as hell. <laughs> Don't go that way. <laughs> and you ever went some way and you know it was the wrong way? Like GPS was like, make a left turn. And you just kept going. And then it just kept saying, make a left turn. Make a U-turn. Hey, what are you doing? <laughs> just be careful with how you listen to this one. I was supposed to drop some NBA picks at the end of this and talk playoffs, but that ain't happening, y'all. This was a, a lot to unpack and I'm sure you're probably anxious to actually start listening to it if you haven't and if you already have and you enjoyed it you're probably gonna play it again after this also I'm tired as hell I ain't gonna lie it was a journey to get this one together for y'all I ain't gonna hold you this was the toughest one so far it took forever to find the right words sometimes I can be my own toughest critic and then all my notes that I had for this joint crash 
for some reason, like just crashed. I even saved the file multiple times and everything, but the file just ended up being corrupted that one time. And that's all it took. It was a journey to get it together. I had to turn a whole damn Geek Squad member just to fix the corrupted file. And it was a lot. Shout out to everybody on them computer forums. I'm grateful for the ones that struggled before me, so I don't have to. Could you imagine what it's like to be the first person with a computer problem back in the beginning of computers? What the hell's going on out here? I'll probably drop a, a sports version next episode and get straight to that because we are in the finals. We are in the finals. I'm well aware, and I've been watching every game. I haven't missed a single one. Now, I might have missed a portion of the game, but I ain't missed no outcome. That said, for all the gamblers who are listening to the pod right now, I'm going to go ahead and just say Golden State in six. Take that for what you will. I like to think I'm pretty good on the roulette board, but don't blame me if you lose your keys to the whip out there making outlandish-ass bets. All right? Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Plus, at the moment, the series is still right in the thick of things, so I got more than enough time. It's 2-1, the Celtics is up, but if any warrior not named Steph decided to ever show up, this thing could be done in six. So I'm going to rob my initial pick and say Golden State in six. I got to make sure I send some prayers up for Golden State, though. They ain't my team or nothing like that. I just hate them damn Celtics. I ain't even going to hold you. Even though this team is a pretty likable crew, a lot of young guys, a lot of talented guys, not really arrogant, very good team. I ain't trying to hear that shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hey, I ain't trying to hear that. I, you know what I mean? I ain't trying to hear that. It's always, if anything, Boston. Boston Celtics, the Boston Patriots, they're New England, but it's the same thing. Boston Red Sox, Boston Bruins, Boston Clam Chowder, Boston Market. All right, all right. Maybe I went too far with that one. I probably had a little bit too much dip on my chip. A little too much dip on my chip. You know what I'm saying? I, I I got caught up in the dropping the Boston names and I just went with what came to my mind and it was Boston Market. Um, if I could go back, I probably I probably switched Boston Market for uh a Boston Terrier. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure, a Boston Terrier. But man, you see how riled up they got me in this clothes? Let me get the hell out of here before I self-sabotage and piss myself off. Don't let that pain feed on your unhappiness, people. What you project is what will connect. So listen to the album and share the podcast with two friends. And remember, it ain't on you, it's in you. Peace and love, love and peace. We outside.